I started doing yoga to help with my flexibility. But the more I learned, the more I realized how much more the study of yoga has to offer. Yoga has improved my physical and mental health and outlook on life. I feel that yoga can be beneficial for everyone. My mission is to share what I've learned about yoga with all the non-yogis, Joe Sixpacks, and everyday people in a down-to-earth fashion. My name is Luis, and this is the Ordinary Yogi Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Good old US of A, Ordinary Yogi Podcast. Yes, I have made it home from Qatar. And on this episode, uh, I'm going to talk about a few things. First about uh, my trip home or the trip back to the United States, which had a quick stop in Germany. And then getting into some things that I, I listened on to another podcast of some friends of mine that I brought, thought was really interesting. I wanted to share and just a quick shout out to them. And you know, that got me down a rabbit hole of thinking about other things and then talking about kids and then you know my feelings uh, of my family returning, which will be actually today, uh, the day I'm recording this. So, you know, I left Qatar April 24th. And, you know, one thing I really thought was interesting, you know, I'm a big fucking hippie believer of like things happen for a reason and all this other sort of shit. And one thing I thought was really interesting about this deployment was I got to reconnect with people that I had not seen in fucking over 10 years. The Air Force community is relatively small. And, you know, when you get into your actual career field or your craft, it's even smaller. But it's really easy to just like be stationed with some folks, work hand in hand with them, and then probably never see them again, which is kind of a sad fact, right? You get used to saying goodbye to a lot of folks. Uh, but this deployment, I was able to be stationed or, you know, deployed with guys that I haven't seen in over a decade. So I thought that was really cool to experience my last deployment before I retire with people that I, you know, used to work with hand in hand way earlier in my career. So, um, if anything, it was just nice to reconnect with them and just see how they're doing. We're all like higher rank now, how much we've changed, you know, how we look at things, how we manage people, the life experiences we've had and having those conversations with those guys was fucking really cool. And I, that's, if anything, I was really appreciative of the deployment was able to provide me that, um, and you know, having to say goodbye to those folks and just say, Hey, it was fucking nice seeing you. I wish you nothing but the best. I'm glad we got to reconnect and, you know, don't be a stranger through social media. It's a, of course, it's a lot easier to stay in touch, but having that face-to-face interaction with those guys was, it was uh, enlightening and it was, it was really nice and no other way to put it. Uh, so, you know, flying home, uh, it was, it was a long fucking large journey, man. Um, so think about military, uh, flying or military, you know, aircraft, whatever is you have to show up to these fucking things so early. So, you know, you know, typical, you're flying commercial, you know, three hours for international, maybe an hour and a half for domestic flights. Uh, it doesn't matter for <laughs> military aircraft. You got to show up to this shit about five, six hours early. So my flight out of Qatar didn't leave until uh, seven in the morning, which means I had to be there at one thirty in the morning um, to just fucking sit around. And there's this thing I say a lot and I got from the military, which is you hurry up and you wait. You fucking hurry up and wait. And it's just a long, drawn-out process and just waiting around and fucking just sitting there and just counting down the minutes until we get on the flight. And, you know, one thing I always do when I've ever deployed is uh, when I first leave, like whatever aircraft I'm leaving my, my home with, I take a deep breath in and I take a deep breath out and I exhale out and uh, just kind of think of the journey ahead, right? And then 
the first aircraft I get out of there to go back home, I do the exact same thing as we're taking off. I take a deep breath in and exhale. And I just think of, you know, what I experienced and the journey ahead of returning home. Just kind of like to reset myself a little bit. Uh, on the way home, I stopped in Germany for what's called the Deployment Transition Center or DTC. And the purpose of this is to, you know, slow to work on reintegration skills when we're going back to our families. I've, I've talked about this a lot in the previous uh, deployed podcast, which is, you know, when we leave, you know, for a person that's new to deployments, we think we like hit pause on the, the life we have at home. And when we come back, we just simply unpause and reintegrate and it's fucking back to normal, which is, you know, not the case and can be a hard lesson for some people to learn, you know, your friends, your family, everyone's learned how to get along without you in their lives, which is a sad fact, right? My wife and kid had to adjust to me not being there and they created a life by themselves. Now I got to find a way to fucking wiggle my way back in there and us to find a new normal, right? Uh, we've all changed in these four, past four or five months. So the DTC is about, you know, giving us skills, um, resources in case we have some turbulence, which there, there may be. Um, you know, I've been deployed a number of times, which I'm, I'm kind of used to it. I would say I just expect it now. And just knowing that, you know, it's a thing that could possibly happen helps me navigate those waters a little bit more. Uh, the other thing about being in Germany was, you know, I was stationed there in the early 2000s and it was it was really interesting to go back and be around the, the same base and be in the same base and see the same shit when I was in my, you know, early, early 20s. Of course, back then I was a lot different, right? I was fucking going out every weekend, getting passed out drunk and partying and doing all this stuff. And now I was fucking a lot closer to 40. Um, it was cool to, just to be back there and it was kind of surreal, right? Like, oh shit, I remember that place. I remember this place. And it just got me thinking of all those old memories that, you know, of, you know, not knowing who the fuck I was, um, getting into relationships I probably shouldn't be getting into, um, having a lot of heartbreak and fights and like, oh man, it was, it was a lot of stuff that came to me while I was being there, being in that environment again. And you know, it was, it was nice to reminisce a little bit. I'm not going to lie. It was like, oh man, I remember those days and a, p a piece of me did, uh, kind of long for that, right. For that. I guess that energy, that fucking young person energy to go out and fucking do shit. But, you know, of course, living in the past is just a, a fool's errand, right? Um, I would never uh, trade that, you know, 20-year-old me for 37-year-old me for the shit I've I've been through and encountered and, and learned along the way. It was just nice to, to sit and reflect a little bit on who I was and just how far I've come, not to fucking boast too much, but, you know, we've all changed in, in fucking a 15-year period. Yeah, you're going to fucking change. Um, and hopefully for the better, right? You're just a more wiser and better person. Um, the, the best part of it, to be completely honest, is I got to eat a donor kebab again. And I have not had one. Well, my wife and I, we went to Italy and we, we had some. But in Germany, uh, I fucking fell in love with these things. If you don't know what I'm talking about, look it up. Uh, D-O-N-N-E-R-K-E-B-A-B-S. Donor kebabs. It's like a fucking perfect vehicle with meat and vegetables and cheese and this white sauce and it's a sandwich and it's just my god it's the best thing fucking ever and i haven't had one of those in such a long time so that was the, the thing i was looking forward to the most is being in, in germany is getting a donut kebab and fucking day one that's what i ate and it was it was it lived up to every expectation and memory that i had of it so that was if anything of that germany trip it was fucking awesome to eat that again and, you know, I did appreciate just walking around in, in a European country and just exploring and with no, 
you know, agenda, just walking around and noticing shit. It was, it was really nice. Uh, it made me miss that. And it made me hopefully look forward to doing that with my family someday in the future when Sonny's, you know, a little more manageable, maybe not in diapers to make it a little bit easier to, to take him to a place like that where he can learn and explore and just experience that sort of shit. I think it's really, really important. And then, you know, finally from there, I came and landed back in Cheyenne, Wyoming. And being here was, coming home was surreal. It was, you know, when I walked in the door and I got back into my bed and everything, and it was like the past five months was just a dream. Like, it was fucking crazy that I was on the other side of the world doing work and being away from my family and all the shit that I went to. And now being back exactly where I started, you know, going to work again, it just felt like a dream. Like all that shit just didn't happen. And now I'm back into my old routine. And one thing I I did learn is, uh, man, cooking is bullshit. Uh, For five months, I didn't have to cook for myself. I just, you know, go to the DFAC and grab my food and shit. And I'm like, damn, now I got to make time to eat. I got to go fucking buy groceries. Oh, this is horseshit, man. But it's going to take some time to readjust, right? Those are the little things that you you don't realize that you adjusted to. Now you have to adjust back. Uh, so that was my trip home. And today I will be picking up my family from the airport. Super excited. I do have a, a lot of feelings about it. You know, um, again, the reintegration, this is a tough deployment for my wife and I. Um, luckily, you know, yesterday I did seek uh, some counseling from my from my favorite counselor, Elise. And, uh, you know, she pointed out a lot of stuff. She gave me some tools. And just really, I'm just looking forward to reconnecting with my wife and my family um, without too many expectations out there. It, it, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out, right? Like, as I mentioned before, is we now have to find ourselves back into our lives that we left five months ago. And so many things have changed. I've changed. She's changed. Sonny's changed tremendously. And now we have to kind of redefine our roles, see what life at home looks like, who's taking care of what. And again, it's a lot, right? Because you're fucking separated for so long. You do your own thing. Now you have to come back home. It's like a fucking episode of the real world. For those of you who know what that is anyway. Um, so, it, you know, a lot of feelings about it, but more than anything, I'm just excited just to honestly, just to hold and snuggle my wife and kid. That's the biggest thing I could not, if, if we just didn't say shit to each other and we just held each other, I'm cool with that, man. Cause we've missed that part of our relationship so much in the past five months where it's just been talking and talking, which is fine. You know, that's, but when that's the only way to connect with somebody, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't hit, it doesn't slap the same as the kids say when you can actually hold a person and kiss them and, you know, snuggle them and all that sort of shit. So that's the thing I'm looking forward to most. Uh, moving on to something I heard on a, a podcast uh, that I thought was really interesting. I started kind of implementing it into my life. Uh, first, it's called, uh, the podcast is Not Your Typical Doctors, and it's by two of my, two ladies I've fucking so lucky to have met and be treated by at my last unit, uh, Sarah and Elise. Sarah's a physical therapist and Elise is a, is a therapist. Um, they started a, a podcast about human performance. So if you are interested in that sort of thing and see what that looks like, uh, check out Not Your Typical Doctors. Me, you know, aside from me knowing them and love, love hearing them banter back and forth as a person, you know, that, you know, I want to know what kind of care is out there and how it works. And they do a really great job of kind of breaking it down and to any, to a patient, right. To seeing what that looks like, what it's supposed to do, giving you different options and just giving you a glimpse into that world, into the healthcare provider world. Um, so I, I really boast, I, I, I love, I really love the podcast. I've only had a few episodes, but it's, it's getting traction. I'm super proud of them for, for getting out there and doing it. And yeah, so check out Not Your Typical Doctors. Um, 
So what she, Sarah was saying, there, the episode is about of being approachable as a healthcare provider. And she said, you know, you want to be interested versus interesting when you're talking to somebody. And I was like, oh, shit, that fucking hits, dog. Um, because I thought back to my younger self and, you know, trying to build relationships with people, not only, you know, personal relationships outside of work, but also inside of work, trying to create a connection with the people that work for you. That way you're much more approachable, right? So when you're interesting, uh, not to put it too fucking crudely, it's like you're kind of just stroking yourself off a little bit. Like, I know this. I know that. <laughs> Look at these degrees. <laughs> and, you know, that doesn't really build um, a rapport with the person where you're just fucking talking about how awesome you are, right? Uh, and it really got back to me thinking about my younger self when I think this is just a young dude energy um, where, you know, when you're trying to get with the lady, you talk about how fucking awesome you are, right? Um, but but uh, as I've learned by doing that, that's not the best way to approach it, um, especially when you're trying to build a, replace, a relationship or rapport with somebody um, at work. Talking about how awesome you are just isn't the best way to go on it. So instead, you want to be interested and interested in the person and gr- genuinely wanting to know the person and their interests and their lives and all that stuff. And the, really, that just gets down to just shutting the fuck up for a second, right? Asking a question and really taking in their answer. And the more you do that, the more that person's going to make feel um, just heard, right? Appreciated. And that that got me to the next point, which is, you know, people people rarely remember all the shit that you know, right? But they do remember how you made them feel. And that's something I, I started really taking into account when I started talking to people, because I still fall into the trap of like, well, look, I got a podcast and fucking I do fucking meditation. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, but the more I, when I heard that, I was like, oh shit, yeah, I, I do do that. I try to be interesting versus interested. Um, so just learning how to question a person or ask a person questions, just be really interested in what they're saying helps build that space or that relationship with the person. And they can come to you with some shit if they have some shit. So, you know, that got me thinking into a counseling session that I had uh, with one of my guys um, during the deployment, which I, I kind of forgot about, which was, you know, he was, his intentions were good, right? He, but he had a habit of reaching into other people's lanes, kind of doing their, trying to accomplish their job and, you know, kind of cutting them out of the situation, which was causing a lot of turbulence within the, within the section. And I had to sit down and talk to him and be like, hey, man, I get what you're trying to do, but you're fucking pissing a lot of people off. And that just ruins the the, the flow that we got here that we're trying to accomplish. And his, he was really resistant to what I was telling him. And he said, you know, I I get what you're he said, I get what you're saying, but I'm going to keep doing me because if they have a problem with it, that doesn't matter because I'm doing what I need to do to get the mission done. Uh, so I had to take a deep breath and be like, oh, this motherfucker right here. But I kind of illustrated, you know, we're not machines, right? We're fucking, we're human beings that have emotions and our emotions are a huge driver on, you know, how we work with other people, right? If you feel comfortable with the person and uh, have a nice relationship, working relationship, at least you're able to get shit done a lot easier than you have compared to having a lot of resistance or maybe a little bit of resentment, right? So I just told him you have to keep that human emotional part at the back or really at the forefront of what you're trying to do, right? Or somewhere in the fucking middle, um, what effect it's going to have emotionally on the folks because, you know, again, morale, it's a huge fucking thing. It's always how a person is motivated to do the work. 
And if you're pissing people off, it's going to drive down production as much as you think it's going to help by doing their job for them. Um, so again, again, this plays into the, you know, people remember how you make them feel uh, rather than how much you know. Um, so that's one lesson I, I took from that podcast. And I really uh, hope you guys take, you know, some fucking something out of that as well. Again, being interested versus being interesting. Uh, the last thing I want to talk about is how kids are just, I mean, kids are awesome, man. Um, never, there was a point in my life where I, I didn't want kids. Um, but I think everyone goes to that phase, like when you're in your early 20s, like, fuck, you know, I, don't, I don't want a kid, man. Fuck that. I want to do me, dog. I want to do whatever I want. Um, but one thing I, I did notice, uh, my wife had sent me a video of, of Sonny uh, playing with bubbles. And man, seeing that kid's light, face light up at fucking bubbles was such a, such a heartwarming thing, right? And it just got me thinking of how kids help reignite or us realize our inner child that, you know, that part of us that kind of goes away for, you know, when bills and all that shit of shit comes up in our lives and mortgages and all that crap, um, having a kid kind of keeps that part of us alive and just, I'm so excited to have him back in my life, you know, you know, for real, not just through the phone and being able to, to do all that kid shit, which I am fucking all about, man. I love playing with Legos still. I love watching cartoons. Um, I'm still very much a big kid on on the inside, but you know, just seeing him light up at bubbles, it fucking fucking tore my heart apart, man. It was awesome to see. And I, I'm looking forward to him growing older and all the things I get to re-experience now as an adult, but watching it through his eyes was fucking, it's going to be amazing. Um, but that's all I have for this week. Again, uh, I may take a hiatus after this episode. My wife and kid are going to be here. I'm just going to take them a lot of time to to reintegrate with them and reconnect with them. And just, again, a lot of fucking snuggles are going to be going on in the Murillo household. And um, I'll get back to this when I feel like I'm ready to. I really appreciate you guys listening along. And that is all. And I'll talk to you shit whenever I get back on this bitch. Adios. <laughs>